Hello and welcome to our podcast. This is the Super Fun Time Club. I am your host, Stephen. Around me, I've got... Dave. Steve. Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) Really well, it's a lot harder to cap the point directly at you all. Brilliant. It's an amazing intro. Um, We are all humans and not robots, as our introductions may have suggested. So we're just going to go around the room first and just um, say, what, how is everyone? What have you been playing this week? So, Dave? So I've recently managed to finish Ori and the Blind Forest on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, this is the first time we've heard about you talking about that. Do you want to tell us a bit about it? Um, well, Ori and the Blind Forest is a Metroidvania game. Uh, it's, a, it's a very uh, beautiful one. Some lovely platforming to be had in there. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty quickly made its way up the charts of my favourite ever Metroidvanias to stand alongside things like uh, Super Metroid and Hollow Knight. Uh, I'd, I'd class it as just under those. Do you, no, okay. Is no uh, Castlevania in your Metroidvania fan base? Uh, as, I've never been as keen on so They're not really Metroidvanias, are they? are just Metroids to you. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and, and the Castlevanias are just Vanias. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they are indeed. Okay, um, Oliver, what about you? What have you been playing this week? I've actually started playing a bit of The Division 1. We went to a games expo and played a quick demo of The Division 2, uh, all of us, and quite enjoyed it. Uh, it was like a little scenario that we did, a little mission. Uh, so I thought I would... I've had the first one from a, um, a Humble Bundle for a couple of weeks now, and I thought, ah, oh, I'll download it, see what it's like. If I enjoy it, then I might get the second one. And to be honest, I've been really enjoying it. It's a really, really good game. Uh, so what does it have to offer over the first one, would you say? Yeah, Dave wasn't at the... No, I'd, I've, uh, I've got no experience Too with... Too busy giving birth. Yeah, I've, I've no experience <laughs> with either Division game, to be honest with you. I mean, um, my general impressions of the, the Division 1 is that um, it started off a bit shaky, but um, since then it's become sort of like one of the best multiplayer semi-MMO shooters on the market, so up there with uh, Destiny... So uh, yeah, I've played I played Destiny one and two, um, not to any massive degree. I wouldn't say I didn't really do any end game or anything like that, but I put a few hours into the first one at least, and maybe four or five hours into the second one. And I'm already enjoying the Division one more than either of those games. Yeah, why is that? What does it What does it bring to the table? Because on the face of it, it looks like a fairly, I, I don't know, generic uh, Tom Clancy type uh, affair to me. Yeah, so if you've played um, Tom Clancy Wildlands, I suppose it's more similar to that in terms of it's an uh, over-the-shoulder third-person shooter. You can uh, aim down sights if you've got certain attachments on, blah, 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 and all this sort of stuff. But it's it does the RPG elements quite well, I find, and for difficulty, it is quite difficult. I've played most of the missions on normal difficulty so far, and there have been a fair few points where I've got stuck because I've been doing it on my own. Because as it's coming to sort of the end of its life, finding people for lower level missions through matchmaking is quite difficult. And uh, how's the how's the P to P two P player two player? Is that what they call it? The versus P to P. Oh, PVP. How's Mister PVP? That's it. How's the P to P? Yeah. I've not got. I've not really got into the PVP yet. In division, it's known as the dark zone, where you go into a a dark zone. Ooh, <laughs> Basically, you go out there and there's sort of really hard enemies about, and they drop better loot than there's in the normal zone. But you have to extract yourself from the zone to keep that loot. To extract yourself, you fire a flare in the air, which sort of gathers everyone towards you for the next couple of minutes. If you survive that and get out, you keep all your loot. If you die during that, you drop everything that you found so far. Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, much higher sort of risk reward. Yeah, I think there is sort of arena-style uh, battles and things like that in as well at some point, but I've not really seen that yet. So what what was um, better about the second one that we played? Well, I think the, uh, the how the enemies interact, I think the AI seems a bit better in the second one from what I remember. Like, I remember them being really smart and trying to flank us all the time and get behind us and really punish us from behind cover and things like that in the... Um, first one, it does seem a little bit... They'll swap cover quite a lot and they will sort of slowly move towards you, but I think because the streets are quite narrow that you're fighting in a lot of the time, it's hard for them to flank you and you to flank them. Okay, so Steve, what about um, what about you? What have you been playing? Well, over the past week, I've kind of been switching between two games, uh, Dead Cells being one of them, 
and uh, Smash because I've recently picked up Smash. Now, Dead Cells is really good. Uh, again, a, a Metroidvania, and it's it's got the replayability, which is just brilliant because it's all randomly generated. The movement's really fluid and almost Souls-like. The enemies are really difficult but memorable, so you kind of get to know their movements. And um, yeah, it's been it's been really fun, and I've it, it doesn't punish you too hard, and it makes you want to keep playing. It, it does punish you quite. How, how far in have you got? <laughs> well, not very. Because uh, I've been playing it about a week, yeah, and um, I'm probably on the fourth or fifth zone. Because the areas, there's multiple routes in each area, and you can either go across some kind of bridge or go through some toxic sewers. So you mentioned it was a bit Souls-like. Um, do you mean that in the sense that um, you know you've got to wait for an opening against enemies and you know bide your time? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you you have some you, because the movement's really fluid. You've got this really nice roll movement. And uh, for instance, one of the enemies has this jump attack, which comes straight at you. And you need to really time it and get it right. Yeah, and you've got like, um, you've got like a shield as one of the options. So you can, if you time that right, you can parry their attacks or fire the projectiles back at them. I like the, the huge hammer that you get because that deals great, uh, massive damage. And if something, something jumps into your line of sight, you just you, you hammer them hard. Um, but... Obviously, you, you gain cells from from enemies, and when you go through the different routes, there's like a uh, there's a shop where you can buy new weapons or upgrade your weapons or spend your cells, which it makes you do to actually get permanent abilities. It, it sounds a lot like um, like a two D version of Bastion. Yeah, I, I was going to um, compare it to Bastion. Ah, coincidence. Yes. Yeah, that literally just popped in my head while you were describing it then. It's sort of saying different weapons, big hammer, this, that. You sort of hit things as it comes towards you, different ways of fighting different enemies and spending cells and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. It sounds, if you described them just like that without saying it were 2D or anything <laughs> yeah. like that, you, think you, you wouldn't know whether you were talking about Dead Cells or Bastion. Yeah. So has Bastion got quite a range of weapons then, is that? Yeah, it's exactly the same sort of thing. So sort of as you go through the levels, you unlock these different weapons that you spend money to upgrade and do different moves with them and lots of different enemies and you've got to kind of decide how you're going to play the combat side of things based on which weapons you sort of work best with. Yeah, very similar. The Bastion's a sort of uh, top-down isometric type is, thing. Is that roguelike as well? No, that's, no, that's... Um, set levels. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, that's yeah. probably one of the main differences then because the, in this one, it's you don't really... Like, like Steve mentioned that um, he, he prefers the, the big hammer. There's no guarantee you'll get that in you know five or six playthroughs. You could play. Oh, absolutely! You, you, yeah, you basically all, just you, you pick your starting weapon um, out of a choice of uh, there's one random uh, melee weapon, one random shield, I think it is, and then one random yeah. um, sort of bow and arrow esque weapon. And then after that, you can you can find more weapons as you go along. But there's that many different ones that you, know, you might you might not get the same one. And part, part of the strategy of the game is not to not to, not to buy too many different weapons because when you buy them, you then unlock them and they're added to sort of your random cycle of weapons. Plus, you you gain gold with it, and obviously, you're spending your gold to get these extra weapons or side weapons. Yeah. And you might not be able to afford a better weapon later on, so you're always you've got that constant: should I buy it? Should I not? Should I wait a little while? And there's a, there's quite a lot of um, tactics to it as well because you, as well as the weapons, the weapons you can upgrade them and get modifiers, so you can have something that will do damage if someone's set on fire. And then you've got something that sets people on fire. There's like ice powers and stuff. So, and you've got you've got two main weapon slots and two um, sort of side yeah, weapon yeah, slots. Sort of like, so, yeah, yeah, assist uh, weapon slots. So, that, like you can put down traps and things, or um, bear traps or, like or turrets. Um, so, you, so you try and sort of link all those together to get maximum uh, maximum damage. So it gets to a point where your weapon might be a bit underpowered, but because of the modifiers you've got, you don't really want to get rid of it. So you sort of tossing and turning whether to get this next weapon that you come across because it's better, but um, it doesn't have the modifier you've got and you might not get that modifier again because, again, they're, they're random as well. They're like random rolls. You see, in many ways, um, Dead Cells is a game that I sort of think would be quite up my street. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you thought, I thought it would, yeah. But uh, yeah. one of the main things that puts me off slightly is, like you say, it's procedurally generated at uh, the yeah. levels. I, yeah. I, I always find when... When the levels aren't sort of authored by a level designer, um, as as you would in any um, game where 
uh, like like say um, other Metroidvania types, like, uh, like your Metroid, okay. Castlevanias. You know, all the levels are set uh, by uh, level designers. You know, they've they've thought hard about uh, the push and pull of the experience all the way through. And yeah. and when it's just the computer just throwing these levels together, I, I never find that it's quite the same. What counters that is the uh, the really well designed enemies that you get. So obviously the levels are procedurally generated, but the enemies. There's only a handful of enemies on each separate level, and you you have to kind of get to know them and get to learn their movements and what they do, and in its sense that becomes challenging. And okay, so um, that leaves it with me then. So I've, I've mainly been playing bits of Smash Brothers online. Uh, I've been trying out the, uh, the Piranha Plant character. I'm not a big fan of yet, but. Was that a timed unlock, Steve? The Piranha, the, so the Piranha Plant, basically, if you, when, if you bought the game um, prior to now, you got yeah. like a, a, a DLC code, um, but I think you had to like press start, and it was like a really, it was a really annoying way to do it. You had to like press uh, start. Yeah, so like, do you call them anime fighters? No, email fighters. Right. Do call them anime fighters? Well, there's, you know, you get your Street Fighter type games, and then there's your anime fighters. What does that add to the actual game, then? I'd just, I'd just class it as a Street yeah. Fighter type okay, game. Okay, I, I think what, what the difference between uh, what I would call an anime fighter is it's, bit, it's mainly based on yeah, ridiculously I mean, long strings of combos. Right. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. It's very um, Blaz Blue. It's quite. It's quite like Street Fighter Blaz Blue with its sort of its same sort of button inputs. It's got your uppercuts. It's got your your dragon your, punches, your dukies, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say I'd say it falls more into into that category. Um, as well as that, I've been playing um, Civilization Five on the iPad. I was I was up very late last okay. night playing that because I got addicted to it. So dangerous having that on an iPad. You get addicted to one game, which you do play for like a week straight, and then once that goes yeah. finished, you don't pick it up for another two years. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what happens. I'm pretty sure I've been trying to get into it for about ever. ever I think I got, I got my I, I got an iPad specifically to play Civ on it back in like March. Really? And this is the first time like I've actually managed to get around to it. Well, I needed a new iPad anyway, but I specifically like got <laughs> a, a yeah. better than rubbish one, so I could I could play Civ Five on it. <laughs> Oh, and uh, um, so does it run well on the iPad? Uh, yeah, I know was... a lot of people are playing it on Switch right now, and I've heard complaints that you know um, turns in the late game can take really take the time. Doesn't that happen every kind of thing. I mean, yeah. it's the same on the PC. Like turns in late game, like yeah, that's true. Civ. If you if you don't like turns in late game, yeah. taking a while, don't play Civ. That's not it's not for you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, don't play with Dave. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we'll go for a bath. Uh, yeah, we we'll go know. for a bath. I'll just yeah. take about an hour per turn. <laughs> Get, get the loofer out so well I'm waiting for But yeah, else. the same thing that happened that always happened in save, like I'll, I'll have a couple of, a, a bit of it and someone <laughs> will denounce me and I'll be like, you little... I feel like we should tell the story behind Dave's bath. The story behind Dave's bath. So, uh, okay, well, the, the story behind Dave's bath then. So, I think, I think was it just, was it myself and Dave or one of you guys in, playing as well? No, we were all playing, I think. Yeah, weren't we all playing? No, I don't think so. Was we were all playing Planetary Annihilation. Yeah, so me, is... me, Dave, and Oliver were all playing Planetary Annihilation. And, um, right, yeah. yeah, we were, were having a mighty good game. I think we were soon about 45 minutes uh, into it or something. Yeah, I got knocked out about um, 25 minutes in or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you, you and Dave started on the same planet, did you maybe? Or yeah, maybe so, so, something like that, yeah. So let me give some context. Uh, Dave was very dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so in Planetary Annihilation, it's an update of the old game Total Annihilation. But instead of just all being on one flat map, you start on different planets in different far-flung areas of the solar system, right? Well, you don't always start on different planets. There, there are no, different planets, and but, you um, may start on them. As I remember it, that was the situation. There. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and as such, it can be quite a long time before you, you gather the resources uh, and go through your upgrade trees <laughs> long enough uh, for you to actually take off and sort of take the fight to somebody else on their planet. And what I had a good thing going <laughs> on. I had uh, all my miners sort of automatically going off to mine. I, I had... Uh, you can automate a lot of your empire as such, yeah, can't you? I, I had my... Uh, I mean, not if you want to win, but yeah. Yeah, I had my factories producing, uh, you know, just, just churning out uh, units, you know, ready to take the fight to you. And, and I thought, you know, since it's going to probably be another half hour or so before we get to the point where it's where we'll meet and sort of like have a clash among the, among the stars, I thought, uh, you know... That's I've probably got enough time to go, you, go, for, a little, go for a little scrub in the bathtub. 
you basically had such little respect for me that you thought, <laughs> oh, I can just go for a bath for half an hour in the middle of this game and I will probably come back and win. Uh, to be fair, it, it did take you a, a little bit of time to work out. So that wasn't what was happening anymore. in the time? Yeah, what would happen in the time between that was, um, I don't know whether it was Dave that killed me or it might have been Steve that took me out. Um, I was I was out of the game. I was spectating. I was watching Steve and sort of wondering. Dave... I was assuming he was still there because a lot of things were moving in his thing. Obviously, he'd automated a lot of it, so I didn't realise he wasn't there anymore. I wasn't telling Steve any of this, obviously, to still let the game go on. And Dave had just gone quiet on Discord or TeamSpeak or whatever we were using at the time. But you do, because um, you're not always trying to... You don't want people to know what your tactics are, blah, blah, blah. And then just went really quiet and didn't say anything for a long time. Usually you can hear his like, breathing <laughs> yeah. or something. <laughs> Were we actually chatting on Discord? I thought maybe I got away with this. Because... No, no, we're on, we're on Discord, yeah. Oh, right, okay. I thought maybe I got away with this because um, we weren't actually in voice chat at the time. See, luckily um, you didn't say, yeah, we time were. for a bath before you went, or you'd give your game away. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah so, uh, like, you were exploring, like, all these different planets trying to find Dave, and you were like, oh, I can't find him, he's not anywhere. He must be, he's literally <laughs> going to be in the last place I find. Luckily, yeah, I think he was. And then, <laughs> I think you destroyed him or something yeah. like that by the time I he came back. I think Dave back. came back to his planet that had been blown up. I think yeah, that was pretty just, much uh, how, it, how it had come. Yeah, I think I just built a Death Yeah, because you've gone for super weapons and, rather than finding Yeah, because I you know, was there playing the game. I had that advantage <laughs> to me. But on the upside, clean as a whistle, you know. Yeah, not, clean not, as a whistle. Not sweating with all the... Uh, the stress of trying to defend the planet. Yeah, yeah I know that. Yeah, so, yeah. Th- so this is now one of the one of the many running do- jokes for, uh, for Dave. Yeah, and now for the show. So. <laughs> There are a lot of running jokes. I think I would. Um, I, I think I'd Around probably game. act that way if I had any. You know, if I was some kind of military leader, if I had any power in that kind of. You just respect. have a bath. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably just say, you know, go go invade, and I'd, I'll see you in thirty minutes. We can't get a hold of the president. I'm afraid during this world war, this vital world war moment. Oh, apparently we're being told he's in the bath. Okay, so that bit of music you just heard was from uh, the Disney's Aladdin game. From That was the Mega Drive version that you just heard then. Uh, did everyone like that? Loved it. Yeah, quite catchy. Excellent. Um, what's the problem there, Dave? You look confused. Can you hear other people? Yeah, can you hear other people? Okay. Ah, this, this game again. Ah, here we go. Now, this game we play quite often. This is a game called Dave Can't Hear. For some reason, my computer keeps muting itself randomly. I think you should keep this in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm back. Back in the room. Shall we start? Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So that bit of uh, music you just heard was from the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin. Uh, did everyone just enjoy that? A lot of nostalgia there. Yeah, great. Uh, almost like I was watching the Disney film. Exactly. Was that the Super Nintendo version? That was the Super Nintendo version you just heard then. Right, okay, yeah. So, um, this is a segment on the show that we call Versus. Basically, we take two very similar things and uh, pit them off against each other and answer the age-old question of which is best. So, this one's a debate that has been raging the internet for years. Oh, yes. Uh, of which of the uh, Aladdin games is best out of the Sega Genesis version or Mega Drive version? Fairly one-sided debate. Well, I, th- I think you find uh, one's called Aladdin, the other one's called Disney's Aladdin. Yeah, I was going to say, it's worth mentioning that the SNES uh, version made by Capcom, where it's a Genesis made by Disney. Well, yeah, I will, when you let me get to a stage. All right, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, yeah, the Super Nintendo version versus the Mega Drive version. So, um, yeah, the, the Mega Drive version was made by, um, I think it was Virgin Games. Correct. Um, and they, and it was the same team that ended up doing the Earthworm Jim series, which uh, I'm a big fan of. I don't know about you guys. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you can actually see the genesis of Earthworm Jim mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, you can sort of. of. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, um, as mentioned, the uh, the Super Nintendo version was by Capcom, who you know could do no wrong around that time. So it seemed like a good. good Funny it was the same now. Yeah. Funny it was the same now. <laughs> um, so yeah, but the. Two completely different games, two teams that uh, were not involved with each other whatsoever. The only, um, the only, the only thing they had in, in common was that they both spoke to Disney about what they wanted from the game. So you can, you can kind of see that in the game. Like for example, uh, the, the the blinding nervous one is that Aladdin yeah. throws apples in both games, 
Uh, no point in the cartoon that I'm aware of does Aladdin throw an apple. It has apples in it. It also has sand and things. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, so not sure why they... an apple in there and stuff like that, but he never actually throws any, I don't think. Yeah, so, so I, I can only assume... So this was a command that came straight from the top echelons of Disney? It must have it? been like an idea that came from Disney. I can't, I can't think... Qu- why either that or one of them saw the other game and like, oh yeah, throwing apples. Yeah, they've, they've clearly been given the same spec. They've clearly been given the, the exact same idea and just gone right. You, two different teams don't talk to each other. This is what I want from you both here. Go. Yeah, because <laughs> there's also um, a lot of the levels as well, like the, that are similar. Which I mean, you'd expect like obviously the first one where it, it maps off the cartoon and a few of them like that. But there's one of them where um, Aladdin goes inside the genie's lamp. I'm pretty sure that happens in both of them. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they largely follow the same uh, level structure, don't yeah, they? Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, uh, basically, uh, yeah, uh, start off in Agrabah, uh, go down to the prison dungeons, get saved, go to the Cape of Wonders, uh, fly out in the magic carpet, have a have a good old party with Robbie Williams in the lamp, and go to the Sultan's Palace, and then uh, all ends with some kind of showdown Yeah, so Jafar. It's, it's pretty much like, yeah. At carbon copies in terms of terms of a level structure. Obviously. I mean, that is the story of the film as well. So yeah, sort yeah. of. There's just there's a few. But yeah, I think it's mainly the the bit in the lamp which seems like a bit too much of a coincidence because it doesn't go, it doesn't go in, yeah because it doesn't go in the lamp like it has it has, it has that song <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't go in the lamp and I'm pretty sure they're both called inside the genie's lamp or something the yeah. level titles. It, it seems like they've both had moles on each other's team that they didn't realise. Yeah, maybe they're both <laughs> feeding each other information and end up making the same game. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or, or you could bring out because I think they both were released in the same month. Yeah, so, but but uh, maybe like one of them was released on the Monday of the month. Or the other ones played it like, oh, we can do that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Whipped it out. <laughs> Quick, <laughs> apples in. You can clear something up for me if you remember anything about the Disney film, which I don't really. It's been a long time. I remember everything. I saw it at the cinemas last year. Right. Okay. Um, so there's a part in the SNES game. I think it's between, let me see, uh, them uh, going into the genie's lamp and uh, heading mm-hmm. back to the Sultan's Palace to rescue Jasmine, um, yeah. where Abu, the, the little monkey guy, gets a... Uh, yeah, it gets uh, lost in a in an ancient pyramid. Yeah, that ever pyramid temple level. Yeah, that was no, that doesn't happen in no, the I, film. I didn't think um, so. I just wondered if I was misremembering somehow. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was, yeah, I don't, cause yeah, because you, you end up going from the the um, yeah, I forgot the about cave that. of mystery to the to, to an ancient pyramid. Where, that's, that's only in the snares, wasn't it? That's, yeah, that's where the boo's got trapped. Yeah, because uh, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really pick up on what was going on there. I, I remember playing the level. I remember at the, at the end of it, you. You have it's almost like a boss fight with a boo, but not really. Yeah, you just like touch him and then yeah, he's back and yeah. But yeah, I didn't. I, didn't... I always thought that a, a boo ran away and you was trying to catch him. I didn't really know what was going but... on there. Yeah, that was a yeah. I didn't really know what was so going on. Either, I have a so... question. So the version that, that I remember was the the genie starts stripping and touching Aladdin in weird places. Did I watch a different version? Yeah, yeah. I think you might have oh, done. Okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah. a, a lad did. Yeah. <laughs> so um anyway so i'm just gonna go through um each each game by itself then so we'll just start off talking about the um the super nintendo one so for people who haven't played it the super nintendo one is basically a, a platform game compared to the Mega drive one which is more of an action platform game so the super nintendo one you can throw apples you can jump on people's heads that's basically your controls and it's the the, the whole game is really just based around the uh, the jumping, bouncing mechanics. That seems to be what it goes with. Yeah, I mean, in comparison to other SNES games, I guess you'd put it on alongside sort of Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, it also has um, a climbing mechanic as well, which is you do, you didn't really see very much of. Yeah, so it's Prince of Persia like. Yeah, sort of. Prince I mean, the kind of light, you could combined say, the kind of both Prince of Persia. One's got kind of the sword play, and one's yeah, got the so. grabbing. But yeah. It's got yeah, it's got the it's got the ledge grabbing. It's got a lot of uh, quick jumping, tight tight controls, and very short levels. Like the, the levels, you can probably do a level in about sixty seconds. Oh yeah, speedrunners will love this game. Yeah, oh yeah, speedrunners will love this game. It's also oh, got... this guy's obviously obviously some kind of platforming genius. Yeah. Well, the the, the platforming mechanics are quite difficult because um, it, the scrolling of the actual level is reminiscent of the SNES games where you get to the end of the screen and it doesn't quite scroll with your character. Yeah, you're kind of in the last third of the screen all the time, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, that's... I, I, found, that's I found that with the Mega Drive one, but not, yeah, not I, as much I found as the Super Nintendo one. Are you guys getting your Aladdin's confused? 
Possibly, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, that that happens quite a lot with, but but the, it's not as bad in the Mega Drive one because it's it's a lot slower. You can yeah uh, wait for the screen to move. You can look down and press across, and it kind of moves the screen a bit. Whereas the um the, the Super Nintendo, when you pretty much the center of the screen the whole time, it's very just sort of jump yeah, to jump yeah. to jump to jump. And it, it is a lot of fun, but I, I also found some of it felt like a, a lot like cheap. There was a lot of like. Uh, leaps of faith, would you say? Yeah, leaps of faith. Oh, the, the, I mean, the bit that stands out that I found really annoying was the bit with the, when you're on the uh, the logs on the water. Um, uh, and, is yeah, this yeah, the yeah. Sega one we're about? No, yeah, it's, yeah. no, it's, uh, no Super Nintendo. Just, uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> just talking about Super Nintendo one at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Um so yeah, the bit where you 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 you're on the um the waterfall or something. I, I don't remember it happening in the uh, film or the Mega Drive game. <laughs> but, um I yeah. found that a bit of a problem with the Mega Drive one as well. I did later on. Like the first few levels there weren't really much like death falls. I feel like later on it kind of forgot its own mechanics and tried to do a lot more jumping stuff and it didn't it wasn't good enough to be able to do that so you ended up dying because yeah. you couldn't jump far enough or for whatever I'd, I'd say the yeah. main issue with the mega drive one to me was that you'd often I, I don't know you you would you would take a jump uh not being able to quite see where it is that you land and it would it would put you next to an enemy who and you've got no real way yeah, of, i found that yeah on top uh, yeah on top of an enemy and you've got no real way of avoiding the hit that you'll probably take from that enemy um yeah some of the time yeah. well well, we're talking about the SNES one, so we'll come, we'll come back okay, to that. Yeah. Just to com- compare the SNES version with the Genesis one, um, the collectibles within the SNES version, you've got the gems and the scarabs. Uh, can, I can't quite remember if the Genesis had that kind of collectibles. I know there's apples. It didn't have as many. So, sort of. The, Gen- the Genesis, you, you collected more like, it was more points-based. So you had right. like, the score at the top, and you'd collect, you could collect gems, and, th- and there was the genies and stuff. There's was, there was plenty to collect. Yeah, yeah. But the word, the word is obvious. Like you won't be like, oh, I don't think I got all the genies on that one. Whereas, whereas the um, the snares one, it was very clear that you had like ten red gems per level to get. Oh, right. I no, see. That, that, that that was you know, going back to going back to get it. Yeah. I think this is where the Mega Drive one might lose out a little in terms of replayability because uh, there's obviously um, in the SNES one. It's kind of encouraged for you to collect all the gems on a level. Yeah, and you get like your readout of how many red gems you've collected at the end of the level. I think if you get over a certain amount of red gems, you get an extra heart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's quite a few opportunities to get extra hearts, which brings me into the uh, the, the saving mechanic of the game. So, the, the SNES uses the, the password system, which is good because it gets you to later levels. But um, if, if you if you if you end up going to the last level on a password, you start it with three hearts. Whereas if you do it from the start of the game, like I, I ended up using save state, so I ended up with like 10 hearts by the time I'd finished it, whereas Dave was just using passwords, so I think he only had five. Oh, no, I was able to uh, finish it first time through. with that. Uh, I used continues, but I didn't ever use a save state, and I didn't have to yeah. reload a password. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a fairly easy and short game. Yeah it, was a, yeah, it was a very short game. I mean, like you say, the, uh, getting the gems would be the hard part of the mm-hmm. game. Like Some of them I just looked at, and I was just like, no, I'm... Yeah, I mean, if I had the game as a as a kid, uh, you know, where uh, time was rich and money was tight, um, yeah. I'd, I would probably rather plump for the SNES one because at least it gives you that added incentive to go back through the levels and try and collect all the gems. It's something that the the Mega Drive one didn't have as much, I didn't think. So, um, so talking about the Mega Drive one, then, so that one we say it's more of an action platformer. So there's no. There's no um, there's no grabbing ledges on that one, which is a bit confusing when you play them back to back. Which is which is what I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, and you can't you can't yeah. jump on enemies' heads, which again because it damages you. First thing I did. So you've got your um, you got your sword and your apples on that one. Um, I found for the most part I didn't really use the apples. It was just it was just on bosses. I didn't on either game. So the, yeah, there were there were some very odd bosses. Sorry, not, not odd. Well, there were odd bosses, but there were very odd um. Things to battle in the game. So, like in the in the Mega Drive version, you're fighting like skeletons. When you're in the uh, in the dungeon for some reason, uh, I don't remember it being that long a scene in the cartoon. You just <laughs> just go in the dungeon, and then some dude let you out. When this one, you've got a battle exploding skeletons yeah. and bats. Bats are like Aladdin's worst nightmare. Bats are everywhere, constantly attacking him, constantly. Aladdin, the untold story. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So in, on the uh, Genesis and Mega Drive Aladdin. Um, so a couple of other things I wanted to mention. You guys probably wouldn't have had this problem, but um, I, I was using the Mega Drive pad on it. Oh yeah. And um, so basically, the jump button on 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 the game is is C, which is the furthest button away from A. 
and A is um, is throw apples. I found the boss fights really hard to do because you have to jump and then you have to pretty much throw an apple when you're in midair. So moving your thumb like all that way, it's quite it's quite a distance. For I don't know if you remember the Genesis pads, but I do remember them. Um, yeah, yeah. Was it Genesis that had the the six ones and the three ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's the three ones that that I um played it on. But was this an issue on a lot of Genesis games? Because I never. I never had a well a Mega Drive as they're called in the UK where we are. Um, did you? Did you? I suppose the button layout with it being just in line. Did you often have this kind of issue where um, you know jump and sort of something else you might want to press uh, while you're jumping uh, uh, opposite ends of the pad? I, I guess no, because back then um, I was used to using a Genesis. So I would have played with three fingers on the buttons like a, a fight stick. All right. Whereas now I'm, I'm used to playing with my thumbs. So I feel like that's how you're supposed to play Genesis. Yeah. Like, like I would say that the I would say that there's a reason why the uh, the four button configuration has uh, survived the years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, this, yeah this is one. This is one of the reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that that that, became, that was quite annoying. I could have just because I played it on an emulator. I could have just mapped it differently. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I played it on an, the emulator. I was using a plugged in PS4 controller, and the issue with that is that I mapped it as a six button one. And ended up mapping jump to L R one, which actually worked up? weirdly well, to be honest. But yeah, because um, I didn't have to move my fingers at all. Yeah, but yeah, that worked absolutely absolutely fine. But yeah, I can see the issue that you probably have if you had to move your fingers from essentially attack to some sort of movement option. Yeah, quite was... often with the things like boss fights, it will be really really difficult. Yeah, just it just seemed. I, th- I feel like they'd not really uh, thought about it. Played it on a, yeah when they developed it, like because all they'd have to do is just put B as jump, and that wouldn't have been an issue because you never needed to use sword and apple together. So um, yeah, just just a observation. Yeah, both both games had had the magic carpet ride in it, which I feel like would be a, a memorable a memorable part as a child. Um, they're quite different uh, in the ways they're set up. So the I felt like the. the the Genesis one basically it's similar to I don't know if you guys played the Lion King yeah yeah um, game and, and basically on that you, there was a bit where you rode an ostrich and you got like an up arrow and a down arrow or a down down arrow and you just had to input those commands. Was the Lion King made by the same guys? Uh, Lion King, yeah, it was that was made by Virgin as well. I never played Lion King, so I can't relate. Um, so yeah, basically it, it was kind of, it's kind of a, an early example of quick time event. Really, you just you basically got a command on the screen and you had to you had to go in that direction. Yeah, so up now, down now. Yeah, so that yeah. was that was a bit boring. But on the on the flip side, the the snares one was pretty horrible because you you were basically being chased by um, lava, which took up about two thirds of the screen. So you ha- you were on the right hand side of the screen. You could barely see what was coming. It was basically just a case of playing it and then remembering what happened and trying it again. Yeah, one one hit kills as well. Yeah, one, yeah, one hit kills. Bumping into the clutching wall. Yeah, taking you pretty yeah. much back to the start. Boulders occasionally fall in. Um, yeah, that, that was that was awful. Uh, just remembering the patterns and and playing it again. Yeah, I just don't I don't understand why they they had to have the lava taking up so much of the screen. They could have just like hinted that it was off screen and occasionally made it come on, but you couldn't see where you were going. It was hard enough. Those those types of um, those types of levels are always tough, but having zero room to see what's coming up just made it really difficult. Yeah, playing on the original SNES that would have drove me spare. I think because. Yeah. Um, you know, like when you when you spent enough time playing a game, you, you you know where the enemies are, you know where the platforms are. You can account for that. But if you get mm-hmm. thrown into a level where you know it's uh, you know just moving one pixel one way or the other, it's a one hit kill because uh, it's one of those dreaded um, sort of flying levels from a platformer that often find the way in. Um, you know that'd be a big sticking point. I think it it whether you could get past that level or not. Yeah, but yeah. It, on a run would kind of determine whether you, you had a chance of finishing the game, and it, it just seems so random. I mean, I played the I played that game when I was um, when that first sort of came out when I was really young on the SNES, and I never got past that level ever. No, yeah, much, yeah. I, I could, if I because I was literally like using the save states um, while flying through the things every time I'd, I'd got far enough, I'd, <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to press down and select on the SNES pad, which was annoying because then it started moving downwards. So then, my save state, I would have to remember to pull up. Um, but yeah, I'm just I, taking the save state every five seconds. Yeah, pretty much. That's how <laughs> pull I, up I, ghost. I, I, the rest of the game up up until that point, I'd not really used them. And then after that, like, yeah, if I show you my SNES mini save states, it's just like every minute there's an extra, even less than a minute, there's like an extra save state. Mm-hmm. 
So um, yeah, I, f- I found that annoying. And then there was the um, there was also another magic carpet one that was more like a bonus level, which was boring as hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I was a big fan of that. Uh, we're talking about the stairs one here, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, you just go on a nice magic carpet ride, with Princess Princess Jasmine. You don't see it very often, you know, just here's a level. I was just going to say, I really hope that Steve puts the 16-bit version of that song over what you're explaining right now. Yeah, I'll just do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wasn't a fan of that. Like, it was um, basically, I mean, there's collectibles on the level, um, which are really, like, yeah, really hard to find because it's, it's, it's another moving level one. So you see a red gem, you're just like, oh, crap, I'm literally going to have to start the entire game again now because I've just missed that red gem. So if you're trying to get the full, if you're trying to do a full run of it and get like all mm. the red gems, like stuff like that, it's just going to cost you the entire game. Mm. Uh, you don't matter how many passwords you've got, you're still going to have to redo it. So I found stuff like that really annoying. Uh, the fact that it even misleads you and tries to get you to follow these other gems, and then a red gem will appear above you, and it'd be like, hey, "Mr. One," and just, <laughs> um, and just, and just, and it won't, It's not particularly fun. It just drags on a while. I just kind of wanted to get on with the game. The only other gameplay element I want to talk about was just the, the boss fights. The Jafar one, yeah, that stands out for me. Yeah, so the, the main bosses then, it's obviously Jafar. Um, the, the both got... Uh, I, I, I imagine that they, they were both told by Disney because they're very similar in terms of... It, I, I, mean, I mean, obviously, if you watch the film, you would kind of expect it, but yeah, basically, you fought Jafar and then Jafar turned into a snake in both of them, but they did it very, very differently. So the the Mega Drive one basically did it awfully. It was basically <laughs> you had Jafar stood, you had Jafar stood in the middle um, and pulling you in with his. Well, first first he just sort of pulls you in with his magnetic powers, um, and you just literally you barely if if you if you're going to finish that level you barely even get to see him because you you need to kind of keep him off screen and just keep jumping and throwing apples and keeping out keeping away from him. So like I was saying to. Dave Hill, I didn't, I didn't really even get to see that much of him because he was too busy, like, off-screen. Well, yeah, you have to constantly, again, with the scrolling, is because it's that one-third of the screen where it fires off the screen and you just, just keep jumping and throwing apples into the distance and you end up... Yeah, being... um, and then after that, it turns into the snake, which is a sim- similar again. You, you, you more or less keep it off-screen, but you do have to keep... If you run out of apples, you have to keep jumping over them and getting more apples, and it's just a case of jumping over the, the flame and throwing apples, but it's not... It's not great. And then my main, well, not my main issue, but one issue with it, um, which also goes into the rest of the game, is when, when, you, when you beat him, it just, like, there's no dying sequence or anything. It just cuts. It fades to black. It just pretty much, it pretty much just, it, it's just yeah. like when you die. Like, when you die in the game, like, in the, in the, in the Disney one, sorry, in the um, Super Nintendo one, when, when you die, you get the animation of him dying. Yeah. Yeah, but in the Mega Drive one, it just cuts to a black screen and, and you, you you dying on that black stream, which is such an <laughs> awful cut. Um, yeah, it's that, very, very jarring. That. Yeah, it's just very, very abrupt cut, and, and it's the same with the end. It's just like you've won. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> You'll notice I'm not weighing into much of this boss fight conversation as I uh, didn't get to the Jafar level on either of them. <laughs> oh, well, you, didn't, you didn't miss much. Well, you didn't miss much. Well, on the Mega you didn't miss much. Of the minute. Now, on, on the on the flip side, the snares one I thought was brilliant. So. It was a decent boss, yeah. So, um, how does it? St- how, how does the first part? Okay, start? so uh, you got Jafar sort of flying in the air. And yeah, that was he, it. Yeah. He cast his hordes of um, birds stuck in pots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I forgot. laughs> yeah. So basically, it starts off. Uh, yeah, Jafar's flying about in the air, and he's he, when he's got his staff, is invincible. He throws his staff on the ground, and you have to use that to to bounce off that and yeah. land on his head. And then occasionally, throwing he'll, lightning. Yeah, down. and occasionally he'll throw like lightning down at you and pots of birds at you. Yeah. Um, and that, that's quite just that by itself was quite good. I wasn't expecting, judging by the rest of the game, I wasn't expecting anything better than that. But then when he yeah. goes into his final form, um, I mean, it's not to be fair, it's not it's not the best boss fight, but it's quite cool looking. You get this big snake, you've got to jump on its head. Um, he's like spitting balls at you that you can jump off, which. I don't know about you, but I didn't find it very helpful to jump off the balls. I couldn't get close enough. Um, yeah, I managed to get a good bounce on his head once or twice. Yeah, the ball, but, uh, yeah, I wasn't relying. It on was it. mainly when the the uh, the bottom of the stage sort of 
moves up and down and you can jump off it when it's high enough to jump onto it. Just for context, the bottom of the stage, you're actually standing on um, uh, Jafar as a snake's body, And it uses some kind of clever, for the time I imagine, um, um, sort of like scaling effects, so like his his snake body kind of wobbles, sort of like fairly realistically. Dave's doing some amazing hand action right now. Yeah, it's like amazing kind of um, slinky snake hand action. But yeah, (laughs) his snakey body goes up and down into the fire and you have to time your jumps. wave like actions now. Yeah, you have to time your jumps over the fire. It, it, it looks quite good in terms of obviously you're having to manage the uh, mechanics of the boss and then the sort of they go out of sync as well. So it's not just a case of, okay, I jump a few times and then whenever I jump, I can jump on the boss's head. Yeah. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was a really, a really good yeah, boss fight for a game I wasn't expecting to have any decent kind of boss fight. And if nothing else, just the size of the, the, the end boss on the, on the SNES one, you know, it's a, it's a, I wouldn't say completely screen filling, but it's it's a it's a big intimidating boss to fight. Uh, it, on the Mega Drive one, uh, it's just, I think Jeff uh, the Snake is just a, like a, a tiny little, the normal size snake. He's <laughs> uh, about the same size as Aladdin. Yeah, he's tiny. Yeah, tiny yeah. Little, it's just not it's not intimidating at all on the Mega Drive. Not very it's, on the stairs, it's yeah. Okay, so the the, the, yeah, the last bit I wanted to mention was just sort of the the levels, uh, the, sort of the level how how the levels are paced. So the the the, um, the Super Nintendo one, the very short levels. Whereas the Mega Drive one, I'm not sure if the, the later ones definitely not so much, but I'm not sure the early ones kind of felt like quite exploring in terms of. I'm not even sure if there were multiple ways through the levels. You kind of you kind of got that impression if there wasn't because there was a lot of um, not necessarily backtracking where you've been, but backtracking where the screen had been. So you'd go into a different bit on the screen and um, go in front of where you've been before. Or yeah, the, uh, the, the level. Uh, d- design on the SNES one, it's very much left to right. Yeah, uh, and the, on the Mega Drive, yeah, it's a bit more sort of maze-like. The, the level structure, you're going, a, yeah. more, you're going up sometimes, you're sliding down more verticality. On the on the Mega Drive version, I do recall um, there was some staircases where you have to go back and forth, back and forth. The staircases are really annoying on the Mega Drive version, I thought, because you couldn't. I found that it was really hard to jump onto them. You've got to go to the bottom of them and walk up them as if they're actual stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the. Uh... That's how stairs work. You have to jump upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> kind of never the game ever made. But again, there's no ledge grabbing, is there? On on the uh... no, yeah, there is no ledge grabbing. So um, in terms of the rest of the game, so um, graphics and stuff. So I, f- I felt like the the Super Nintendo one, it, the, the animation was definitely nowhere near as good as the Mega Drive one. Um, it yeah, was much. Agree. It was much smaller sprites. Um, like on the Mega Drive one, if you um, if you stood still and didn't do anything. A bit like Sonic the Hedgehog, it'd start like uh, it, it, it'd start moving and throw around an apple, waiting for you to come back. Whereas like the uh, Super Nintendo one, nothing happened; it just waited. There's just more detail in the animations in general. There's yeah. a bit more flair to it. Uh, I mean, you got the splash screen at the start with the genie with the stopwatch. Um, like w- when you're, um, yeah, you, you'll have the guards um, sort of hopping over hot coal patches on the floor. Yeah, there's bits where like you throw you throw an apple and it might make some guy drop his pants. Uh, you can throw an apple, and if they if the if the bad guys time it rightly, they can cut the apple in half with the sword. Um, there was bits where you can parry and stuff like that, can't you? As well, you can parry like not just swords that you're you're fighting someone with, but swords that get thrown at you. You can parry them out of the way. Yeah, and yeah, projectiles and stuff you can parry and things like that. So that that was a lot more impressive. The the snares probably had a slightly nicer color palette. Um, I definitely said the first level it looks really like colorful and bright. Um, I thought the backgrounds were more impressive in the SNES one. Yeah. Like, uh, on, for example, in the first Agrabah level, you can sort of see the Sultan's Palace in the background, and it's sort of very detailed. In, in the Cave of Wonders, you can see the like lakes of fire, and it just had a bit more I'd say detail it, to it than the I'd Mega say Drive in one. some way. I'd say, yeah, they probably looked better, but they were more animated in the Mega Drive one. So, again, like the, the backgrounds were animated, the sky, the clouds and stuff were moving in the background. Um, I don't know if you noticed in the... Um, I think it was in one of the dungeon levels. Yeah, in the dungeon level, there's um, what's this? Sebastian from Little Mermaid was like chained to the wall in the background at one of it, and you can see him like, um, yeah, there's just, <laughs> just, just little bits like that which were which were nice. You know, speaking of which, there were a couple of elements that seemed a bit out of place, like in the desert uh, level on Aladdin when you were coaching the Cave of Wonders. I'm pretty sure that I saw a stop sign. Just yeah, the one I noticed that, like oh. a modern. Yeah. Modern stop. I mean, what's that all about? I think it seemed like random things thrown in here. Yeah, I, I think. I, yeah, I think they're throwing a bit of like little comedy and things in there, just yeah. to sort of like there's a bit with the 
like some fish that kept attacking it didn't really seem to be relevant. That seemed like it was more <laughs> out of Little Mermaid as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, when you actually go back to the uh, like the genie song and the film and stuff like that, bits of that aren't really <laughs> reminiscent of the time that it's supposed to be. Yeah, so. that's true. So yeah, I was wondering that. Are they just sort of like visual jokes? Because you know, the, it's the same team that did Earthworm Jim. They've probably got a bit of like a. A lot random kind of sensibility to them, but or whether sense of humor behind them, yeah, or, or whether there was supposed to be just artifacts that the gene is left around or something like that. I don't know. Okay, so the, the only other bit to uh, mention, I guess, is this, the sound. So, what 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 do you guys think of the the sort of sound effects and the music on each game? So, like, um, basically, just to remit, to make you just to clarify your memories a bit, the um, the Super Nintendo one tended the, the music tended to be. Um, sort of short loops of song, whereas the yeah. uh, the Meg Drive one tended to be like a full song, but then it just sort of pause and then it restart again if you hadn't finished the level in time, which most of the time you hadn't because the levels were were pretty long. Um, so it's, it tends to, the Meg Drive ones tend to have that kind of synth sound that all Mega Drive games have. Um, I feel like yeah. I think that's why I prefer yeah, these I prefer SNES, SNES ones, to be one. honest. I, I think the, the sounds were more pleasing to the ear sort of thing. It sounded a little bit jarring yeah, less in, the, uh, in the Mega Drive. Yeah, one. it's a little grating. So I do, I do think the Mega Drive one sounds a lot better on, on the Mega Drive than emulators. Like Most of the synthesis sounds don't really come off as well on the um, on the emulators. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean, yeah, I, pro- I probably would say the, the SNES was yeah a bit, a bit more... It felt a bit more like the actual music. As, as as much as a uh, you know sixteen bit game could, <laughs> yeah, a bit more like the film uh, in the arrangements, I guess. So um, so yeah, so what's the the verdict then? Which which is better? So we'll go around the room. So Steve, we'll start with you. So yeah, just just down to gameplay and what I remember because I, I I didn't really play it on the Mega Drive too much. I mean, I obviously played it for this podcast, but uh, I'll have to go with the SNES. Because it was just a bit more fluid, I uh, preferred the musical arrangements. Platforming, I thought, was a little better. Um, it didn't have any of the mechanics with the sword fighting or anything, but with the collectibles, it's just uh, a better game all around for me. Okay, Oliver. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with uh, the SNES one being better. Uh, to me, I, f- I just found it more fun. I found it more of a Disney game. Um, it was like you say. You mentioned earlier on that like, the color palette was nicer, the sounds are nicer. Doesn't have the combat mechanics, but frankly, I found the combat mechanics on the uh, the, the Mega Drive annoying and almost unnecessary. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go next. So um, yeah, I I I go with the opposite. Um, I think the Mega Drive one was the best one. Um, I feel like the the animations were just so much better. Um, I felt like it, it just felt a bit more um, more of a complete game. Like I felt after after I'd done a, maybe a couple of levels on the the SNES one, there didn't really seem mm. to be much growth from it. Whereas in the Mega Drive one, I, I did in, I, I, I enjoyed the the combat, I enjoyed the uh, the enemy types and the enemy variation. I preferred the the Mega Drive one um, for that main reason. I did. I, I think a few weeks ago, I remember trying the SNES one for the first time, and I, I thought, oh, I can't believe I've never played this game. This is an amazing game. But then, mm-hmm. because because the, the it is a really tight is really tight mechanics and it is the ledge grabbing is really good, but it just um it, it just kind of wears thin after a bit, even with the, the tiny short levels. And um, so the the Mega Drive one's just a bit more detailed in. Yeah, I think, in I think it feels yeah, it just it feels more like the cartoon as well. Like um, yeah, the SNES one just kind of felt like a generic platformer with Aladdin thrown in, whereas. A, Aladdin was mm. more of an adventure, and that's kind of what the uh, Meg Drive one felt like. So that's why I'd go with that one. Dave, um, yeah. Um, so it's I think it's probably quite unusual um, that um, I'm going to go with the SNES one as well. And I was always led to believe that the SNES was the inferior game. Sort of like looking on uh, discussions about like uh, retro games. Like I think the general consensus is that most people prefer the Mega Drive one. Um, I, All right. Uh, like Steve says, it is fairly typical of its time, uh, a Disney time platformer. I think it like maybe occupies a quality level somewhere between, I don't know, your Mario's and Donkey Kong's of this world. And uh, on the, it's obviously something like see the Bobcat or Zool. You know, it's in the middle there. <laughs> Cutting out. Ah. The return. Give it, give it a minute. You okay. I'm now, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so um, when I got around to playing the Mega Drive one, uh, having said that, um, 
I, I was a little disappointed, to be honest. Like, I've always been led to believe it, it was the SNES landing, but better. I didn't really feel that. I thought the platforming was a little woolly, the combat. Uh, sort of, a, yeah, a little annoying, sort of uh, not not quite as uh, not, not quite as sharp as you'd like. Um, and I think uh, if I look back at how I might have thought about these games when they were first out back in 93, mm-hmm. back when it had a 16-bit machine, I might have also preferred the SNES one for what I perceive to be more replayability as well. Um, but yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree with the other points. I think the uh, yeah the graphics sound just a little bit more sort of pleasant on the snares. Um, I would probably you could probably make an argument that the Mega Drive captures the the swashbuckling spirit of the uh, Disney film a little bit better. Swashbuckling. I want to say what the hell. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've never seen a lot of it. There's some swashbuckling going on. He's, he's got a series. I don't think he, does he even use the sword in the cartoon. I feel like I don't think he, uh, he does. does really like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's just Prince Ali, Captain of the High Seas. Have you never heard of it? <laughs> that's just Sega trying to be edgy. I think yeah. that's what they like back then. Like, I mean, to uh, throw some facts at you, um, Disney's Aladdin was the 24th best selling game on the SNES and was the third best selling game on the Mega Drive. Yeah, it was wow. It was really yeah popular back then. I think, I think graphics were so important back then, and that, that would have been. The, yeah, the main reason behind it, like people, you, you see, selling point. yeah, you see those. Um, I mean, I think and it, it's tough because obviously a lot of it was back down down to a screenshots back then. So I think if you if you see a screenshot, you see all the colours for the um, there's one, and you can be misled, misled to think that that's um, graphically the superior game. But I think if if you saw any video adverts or um, on Games Master or anything like that, um, yeah, it just it just looks so much better just to yeah. to see it rather than. Yeah, maybe not play it. Yeah, um, if I could. So we sort of tapping noise on your mic. Is that better? Yeah, stop now. Okay, it could be Dave. It could be me. So stop doing stuff, Dave. I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say if I could uh, drop in a quick anecdote before we go. Um, I, I had a friend with a, a snares uh, when I was a kid, and it was around about the time Aladdin came out. And I remember a story once told me about how he was playing Aladdin on his uh, television, the the snares game. His mum walked mm-hmm. into the room, and she was like, "Oh, he's Aladdin on the film." Yeah, mums are stupid. Yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah I, I think that's kind of what you wanted to believe as a kid, you know. Like, uh, oh, everybody's going to be impressed um, by this game. You know, it looks just like the the film. It obviously doesn't by modern standards, but I remember my dad thinking I was I was watching um, football when I was playing FIFA Seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's how stupid parents are. So. Yeah, well, maybe it is just uh, yeah, stupid parents. Oh, is that tennis? Uh, oh, pong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing? <laughs> just like, how did not know? Okay, so there's, yeah. that's your verdict then. So uh, uh, I guess Aladdin on the Super Nintendo is officially better with three to one, thanks to these Nintendo fanboys. All right, well, so that's uh, that's it for our podcast this week. Um, our really short show. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Super Fun Time Club. Bye bye. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Smash the system.